welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Destination Begin podcast. I'm super happy that you're here and I'm super excited to be recording this week. It's a big, big, exciting time in my life. I keep saying that every episode because every week something changes and something gets cooler and bigger and awesomer. Awesomer. But this week it's actually ginormous and I could have talked about it last week, but it was so new and I I hadn't fully fleshed it all out yet. But I'm going to talk about it today and I'm so excited. This is just, um, this is a dream come true. So I'm just going to hop right into it. Um, when I moved to Miami, my intention was to be here for the winter. I, um, had a six month lease and just going to come for the winter and just so excited to do that. The end, boom, I get to go to Miami for the winter. I love it here. And then after I was here for a little while, maybe a couple of weeks, I just, I wanted to stay. And I just kept saying, I'm not going back. And then I forget who said it to me, but someone said, well, don't say it in the negative term. You need to say it in the positive term. Instead of saying, I'm not doing something, say what you will do. So it turned into, I'm staying. And at that time, I didn't really know how that was going to be possible. I just knew that I was staying. And so I started to plot kind of how I could potentially ask um, the partners at my firm for me to be able to stay working remotely forever. And that then I could stay forever. And um, I could just somehow get the rest of my things here and figure out logistics with the dog. But I just thought, you know, I'm staying. I'm going to make it work. And it was just decided. And so I took a little time to kind of plant some seeds with people in the office that, you know, that everything was going fine working remotely. And then it started to look like the office wasn't going to open up after COVID again until, you know, the summer of 2021 and maybe even later. And I thought, you know, I think it's really feasible that I could stay and keep my job. And then I decided, you know what, even if I can't keep my job, I'm staying. I want to be here. And once I decided that, you know, that's when things really started to move forward here for me in the things that I really care about, which is, you know, running boot camps and um, doing some personal training and just kind of meeting people. And and so finally, a few weeks back, um, I asked, I sent the email and just said, you know, I'd really like to stay down here. I was wondering, since my lease is going to be coming up due soon, if if there's any qualms about me being a permanently remote employee, you know, we have other remote employees around the country. What do you think? And basically the answer was right away. That's totally fine. None of us are surprised. So that was really great to know that, okay, I, I can keep my full-time job with my salary and benefits and I can live where I love. So win, win, win. But earlier, backing up a little bit earlier this winter, I was really falling in love with running the boot camps and doing personal training and starting to meet people here. And I thought, you know, I spent half of my day doing all of these things that light up my soul and that are just feeding me. And I'm just so in love with my life here. And then I come up into my apartment and I sit down and I do accounting work and spreadsheeting. And there was just a part of me that felt like I would sit down and uh, my soul would just wilt because 
I don't love accounting like I used to. Being an accountant, putting things in order, numbers, spreadsheeting, it's always been this big part of who I am. And and the job that I have had, I've I've worked at the greatest company. I mean, uh, winning the lottery is an understatement when it comes to the place that I've worked. I, I work for incredibly smart people, incredibly kind, good-hearted people. I mean, we're talking about human beings that are in the 1% of good people. And those were the people I worked for, the partners of my law firm that I got to be their controller, sit at their table in management meetings and help direct this amazing workplace. Uh, amongst coworkers that are good, awesome people. I mean, nobody leaves. Nobody leaves that place. That's how good it is. They spoil us. They treat us to wonderful perks and benefits and parties and social events. And I don't know, I could go on and on. But this is what I've I've had in my life, in my professional life since 2013. And I have flourished there. I have been loved there. I have been given opportunity there. I have learned so much there. And the setup is amazing. So all of a sudden, though, I I found myself sitting down and going, ugh, I have to do this now. And it was very strange because while, you know, while nobody likes to work all the time and, you know, work is work, I've always loved my work and I've always loved working there, but my heart started to just not be in it. So I started to think about, you know, maybe I could leave and just do what I'm doing here. And so I started a spreadsheet like I do. And I started running numbers. How much am I making from personal training? How much am I making from boot camp? How much do I need to make from those things in order to not necessarily replace my full-time job, but to have enough to live on and feel comfortable? And I started running all these numbers. And that made me start to look at the boot camps differently and the training differently. And I, I realized that if I quit my day job, I would have to stop just doing everything else from my heart because I love running boot camps for donations and I love not charging the market rate for personal training and not, you know, not, you know, and cutting deals and like helping my friends and working from my heart. I love it. It resonates with who I am. And so by running all these numbers and doing these spreadsheets, the fun of the boot camps and the training started to feel a little bit less fun and more like, I'm going to have to look at this as a business and not as a passion from the universe, an opportunity to do something that's beautiful and big. And it was about that time that I started listening to the book, Happy Money, which changed so many things for me. And I realized that, you know, the money that I have flowing to me from these passion projects and that I was, I was using it in a happy way. It was happy money coming to me for doing happy things. And I was able to give it away. I'm able to send money to my son when he wants some money or needs some money or I can buy birthday presents. I can drop money in cards and leave them on park benches. I can take my parents out for dinner. I can, I can have extra income that I can use for these happy things I love to do. And so then it shifted in my brain to, you know, my day job is happy money. I'm doing this work and it's supporting my lifestyle and the ability for me to live in Miami. It's happy money. And so I'm going to do this job and all the other things as long as I can. Because then I am free to give. I am free to be generous 
and it's all happy money. And so I put the spreadsheet away and I stopped thinking about it. And, um, but I had shared with my good friend about it that, you know, I, I kind of wanted to quit my day job and, and she really felt like it was going to happen. She's like, I feel like God told me it's going to happen sooner than later. And so she sent me an empty picture frame and a little sticky note on it. And she said, and a little note, and she said, I want you to take a picture on the day that you give notice to your job and put it in this frame because God has bigger plans for you. And it was so sweet. And I just, I set it on my coffee table with the card and I just thought, wow, that's so lovely. I hope she's right. I think it would be so great to be able to do something else. But, you know, I've decided that I'm going to do both for as long as I can. And, you know, it's lovely. And I stopped planning it and I stopped thinking about it and I stopped putting any energy into it. I put all my energy into organizing my time. I made a spreadsheet with my time. So I was making sure I was getting all the time that I needed for my day job and for my training and all of that. And that was what I was going to do. And then everything just started getting bigger. I started getting more and more clients. I started getting more and more phone calls. The boot camps started growing. Um, I started to have more of a vision for more locations for the boot camps. And all of a sudden, every single moment of my time was consumed. And I st- it, it's been like drinking from a fire hose. And I've been just feeling so tired and overwhelmed, but also so alive and having so much fun, but just trying to manage so much. And so um, last Friday, I was at Beach Boot Camp and got done with class. And um, I had been working, 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 and was super tired at big, this big deadline and had this big meeting. And so I'd mentioned to Linda, our yoga instructor and my friend who's been coming, um, become just such a shot of love and life into my life. She said, have you ever thought that maybe you're accounting, you know, maybe you should stop doing that so you can focus in on, on what you're doing here? And, um, you know, it had occurred to me again because I just accepted and, you know, got put on the schedule to start being a trainer at the Carillon Resort, which is down the beach and is this beautiful, amazing spa resort with about 190 fitness classes a week for their residents and for their members and hotel guests. So when I was saying, yeah, I'm going to start teaching there on the weekends, she was like, "Where? when are you going to do that? Have you thought about maybe getting out of accounting and just living this life that you're in? And I said, yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot, but I'm going to do both for as long as I can. And, and off I went. So, um, I decided to take an hour out of my spreadsheet at a lot of time for work and say yes. When my friend Yulia said, Hey, do you want to get coffee? And I thought, you know what? Yes. I've been working a lot. I'm going to have an hour with my friend and her little girl and I'm going to have coffee. Um, so walked with her, had coffee, sat down, just had this lovely time. And, um, I looked at my phone and my phone was an email from Michelle at work. She's my counterpart. She manages the firm and I work very closely with her and she's my dear friend as well. And the email just said, Hey, I'm just reaching out to you as your friend and as your coworker. I see what's going on down there and how big all of this stuff is getting and how much you love it. Have you ever thought that maybe you should consider stepping away from working here and pursuing your dream. And again, as your friend, 
No one has said anything. Everyone thinks you're doing a good job. And I read that and I felt like the world stopped. Because I was never going to kick the door open and say, I quit. I'm, I'm doing this. I just, maybe not never, but I had decided I wasn't going to do it. And this felt so much like the universe opened the door and said, hey, are you going to go? And I was still at coffee when I read it, and my mind just started swirling. And I, it was the strangest thing because, you know, I, I read emails or I get big information, and I can set it down and focus on what I'm doing and pick it up later. But I could think of nothing else. I felt like there was a big, shiny orb in front of my face, and I couldn't see around it. And um, at that moment, two women sitting outside at Starbucks recognized me as the boot camp chick and wanted to talk to me and tell me that my weight loss story was amazing and that they just, you know, were so excited at the idea of losing weight and they were inspired by me and and my head was just swirling and I thought, yeah, yeah that's I that's what I do. I I love I love helping people and this. It was, I can't describe it any other way except this shiny orb in front of my face. And so I left, I had to go to the gym to lift. And as I was, got in the car to go to the gym, I, 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 I could barely contain myself. And I wanted to call everyone I know and ask their opinion. But I remember the words of Glennon Doyle in her book, uh, I think it was Love Warrior, I'm not sure which one of her books. If you haven't read Glennon Doyle, you need to read Love Warrior immediately. And then her most recent one, which the name is escaping me, but um, she asked, why do we poll people? When we feel like we should do something, a lot of the times before we act, we call our closest friends. We ask our spouse. We want to know what they think. We poll everyone in our life. Why do we do that? Why? We know. If we stop and look deep inside, we already know the answer. And most of the time we poll our friends and loved ones because we want to hear them convince us a good enough reason to forsake ourselves. And when I read that book last year, I knew exactly, exactly what was going on in my heart and soul that I wasn't listening to. And that book burned in my brain. It was like, I hated the book and I loved the book because it was true. And so I got in the car and I just, I had such an urge to poll my friends. And I did reach out to my friends, um, got on Marco Polo because I needed to talk it out. And I just was talking to my, one of my closest friends and I'm, I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but this feels like so big in my face. It feels so big in my face. I have to decide. I had already decided not to quit my job, but this door is open and she loves me and she's, asking me the question. The universe is asking me the question. And I just, I mean, I had a freak out the whole way there, you know, you know, just trying to, to understand how I could actually say yes, but knowing I knew that the answer was yes. And so I, I typed it in a text to her. Yes. Thank you. Help me. Because in her email, she had also said, if, if you do want to make the jump, I'll help you. I'll break the news to the partners. I'll, you know, I'll make sure that it's a smooth transition. And I know I can trust her implicitly that she would do that. And so I did. I, I texted it and then I let it sit on my phone. I didn't hit send. And I started my workout. And it was just this moment of, yeah, it's today. 
And I just kept thinking that and saying it over and over again. It's today. Today is the day. March 5th. Today is the day. It's today. And so I hit send. And I said, we need to have a call. And I talked to her. And I just told her, it's today, yeah. And then Linda, beautiful Linda from boot camp, I got a text from her. And in it, she just said, great class today. I took this picture of you. And that was just a picture of me leading class. And I just went, that's the picture for the frame. And it was just clear. Today, it's today. And there it is. And it was it was done. And so I told Michelle, and she wasn't surprised. And of course, she said, you know, I'll help you. We'll, we'll let the partners know. Um, we'll talk tomorrow. If you change your mind over the weekend, call me. It's fine. I won't say anything. But I did not change my mind over the weekend. I went and I printed that photo out and I put it in the frame. And then I happened to look at my daily calendar from the unscrew uh, yourself uh, Gary John Bishop calendar. It's not unscrew, it's a bad word, but. And the daily ripoff calendar for the day, March 5th. Success is never certain, it never comes without risk. Even if you're the smartest or the hardest working, there's no guarantee of, of anything. The people who go on to do great things in their lives know this. They also embrace it. And I just stared at it, and I just kept saying, it's today. And so, and so it was. And uh, I've been a little preoccupied and obsessed with you know Miami. I love Miami so much. And the area code here is 305, and I've been wanting a 305 phone number. But it happens to be that March 5th is 305. And I just felt very strongly that from the foundations of the earth, it was determined that March 5th, 2021 was going to be the first day of a big life change. And I know that sounds dramatic to just, oh, all you're doing is quitting your job and running a boot camp and stuff. But no, it is not just that. It is big. It's bigger than me. And I feel it in every fiber of my being. And I'm so excited. And the next day I woke up, March 6th, you know what? It's the first day of the rest of my life. And it also happened to be Grandma Mabel's birthday. Grandma Mabel. Grandma Mabel. March 4th, the night of March 4th, I was on a run and I was distraught and I was feeling so overwhelmed. And I looked up and I was just talking to my grandma and just connecting with her. And I just love, I love to imagine whether it's true or not. I don't care. You can't prove anything, right? I love to imagine that she was up there smirking, saying, you don't even know, sweetie. Tomorrow, tomorrow you'll be able to say, it's today. <laughs> and so Monday morning, I, I called the first person that I had ever spoken to at VHPM, the H of VHPM, Bob. I wanted to tell him first, and I did, and I told him, and it was very bittersweet to say I'm leaving um, but to, to get the responses that I got of support and love and encouragement and understanding and, you know, we're, we're in a smooth transition, we'll find someone, we'll get you on your way and just so much love and support. Um, but ever since that day, everything has just been growing exponentially. I don't have to worry about where my bread is going to come from. I don't need to worry about anything. Um, this is the greatest, greatest time of my life. And um, 
I get to spend my time helping people. I get to spend my time taking everything that's been deposited into my soul and depositing it into the souls of the people that are around me. The most beautiful, lovely people are right here. And there's so many of them that don't see. They don't see their potential. Or if they see their potential, they don't see it fleshed out into reality. And I get to sit down with these people and I get to help them get there. Those are people who are struggling with weight. There are people that are struggling with weight regain, people that are struggling with fitness, people who just need someone to look at them and say, you are perfect as you are in this moment. Now, what is perfect you going to do? Because perfect you can do anything. And I get to spend my time doing that. I'm the luckiest girl in the entire world. So that's what's been going on. And I just... I just can't believe my good fortune, and I'm so excited. I'm hoping to an extend an offer to a replacement here in the next couple of days, get the get the work um, handed off and, and leave them in good hands and spend all of my time um, working here in Miami and hopefully around the world via the interwebs, um, working with people that that have a need that I can meet. I am not for everyone, and what I have isn't for everyone, nor nor does everyone need me. But there are people that I believe that I was born to help, that I was born to see. I don't consider my businesses helping people as much as I want to be a mirror. I want to sit down in front of people and ask the questions that make them look inside and see themselves. To say, yeah, I can and I am. To say, yeah, you maybe you're not where you think you should be, but look where you are now. Look who you are now. You are stunning. You are magnificent. Look inside and find something inside of you that stuns you with how amazing it is. And revel in it, bask in it, and now go do something that you've always wanted to do with the belief that you can. And that is worth More than any salary, any benefits package, I don't care if I have to live under a bridge. I want to spend my time doing that. And now I get to. And hopefully I don't have to live under a bridge. (laughs) Although in Miami, the bridges are nice and it's warm. So I guess I could. But So my ripoff calendar on the the 6th of March was just says, uh, take a chance. I'm like, uh, roger that. (laughs) So... That's the big news. I am going to be leaving uh, the world of finance, the world of having a day job and a benefits package and a 401k from my employer to building my own business and um, helping to grow this Miami Beach boot camp that has become such a huge, huge, huge part of my life and part of the fabric of this community, which I'm so proud of. And it's so exciting. So that's the big news. Yay, right? It's today. I just kept saying it. It's today. So magical. Have you noticed at the grocery store that the protein bar section has just become a whole aisle? Protein bars are a huge industry and they're a staple in your diet. If you are trying to hit your protein goal, you're following a specific diet plan. So many of us use protein bars to supplement as snacks, as desserts, or just to get that extra protein bump. What you won't find in the grocery store are built bars. Built Bars are available online at BuiltBar.com. There are 18 different flavors, and these are unlike any protein bar that you have had before, I promise you. The texture is what sets them apart. They're a chewy nougat, 
covered in 100% real chocolate. They have 18 flavors and they have built bars that have nuts and built bars that do not have nuts. So the calories vary depending on the flavor you choose, but they all have between 17 and 19 grams of protein and all of them are under 180 calories. My favorite flavor for sure is raspberry, which is a raspberry nougat covered in amazing dark chocolate. Warm it up in the microwave for about 15 seconds and I eat it as dessert. It's delicious. Randy's favorite is cookies and cream. It's amazing, a, a delicious chocolate flavor, also really good warmed up. The cookies and cream, 130 calories with 17 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar. So these are really great if you're low carb, if you're watching your sugar intake, but you need that protein bump. I highly recommend that you give them a try. You can use my code DESTINATIONBEGIN for 10% off. They have free shipping on all of their orders, and they also offer shipping protection for under a dollar that will make sure that your protein bars do not melt in transit. Highly recommend that. So give them a try today. They have a 100% money-back guarantee, but I promise you're going to love them. So I asked some questions on Instagram. I asked a question saying, ask me anything. Um, and you have podcast topic ideas. So I got some great responses. So I'm going to answer some of those here in this segment. I am going to be doing some podcasts based on the answers that I got, but I'm just going to go through and answer, um, a couple of these questions. So Rhonda fashion asked, why did you get into doing podcasts? Well, my ultimate vision for my life, honestly, is to get in front of, my vision is a group of women, um, and tell them my story with the intent that they will resonate with the fact that if I can, they can. Essentially, I want to tell my story and say, look, I was really stuck. I was stuck here, here, and here. And now I'm unstuck. And you can see that and you can hear that. And guess what? You can get unstuck too. That is my heart. That is That sums it all up. That's what I want. And um, I didn't really know how to do that. And so I thought, well, the quickest and easiest way to get my story out is to start some kind of a podcast and hope that I can market it and get it out there so that the right people can hear it. So that people who are stuck here, okay, well, here is an example of Kristen who was stuck under 250 excess pounds who was stuck in abusive relationships and stuck in the mindset of being raised in a religious cult. And she has managed to get unstuck from those things. So if that is possible, maybe what I'm stuck in, I don't have to be stuck in. And so I just started. And um, if you've listened to all these episodes, you might have heard the very first one. It's kind of rough. It's just a real basic tutorial on who I am. But the thing with podcasting is, and well, if any project is, you have to start. I mean, it, I could have spent a long time learning about doing podcasts and taking classes on it and all these proper things. And this podcast maybe never would have been into existence because of that. But instead, I just found a free app. I found a way to record it. I f- just did it basic and I started. And now I've got, I think this is episode 35, which isn't a ton, but I've been doing it pretty steadily. I took some time off from it here and there, but Um, I just started and it's given me a way to organize my thoughts, to get my story, you know, out. And then the most powerful tool that I've talked about this before is that when you know someone who is struggling with an abusive relationship or religious dogma or excess weight, 
you can say, here, here's a podcast. This person might be relatable to you. And it can open a pathway for you to reach out to people that you care about, that you know are struggling, without being rude or insensitive or you know, hurting someone. It's, it's hard to go up to someone and say, wow, your relationship is abusive. Perhaps you should get out of it. <laughs> or wow, you really are screwed up after being raised in a religious cult or whatever it was. Or wow, you're fat. Like we can't do that. Well, you could, but you'd be a jerk. So uh, I love that this podcast is being used as a bridge for conversation. You know, if you do see that in someone you love, you don't have to have a conversation and embarrass them or, or, or step on a toe. You can say, here, here's a person. Here's Kristen Smith. She's a normal person. She's just this weirdo. And she has a podcast and maybe you'll, you'll like it. It just, I think she's inspiring or I think that she's got good ideas. So that's really why I started doing it. And that's why I have continued, honestly. I've seen it get into the hands of people that have, that it's had an impact and then I've seen it shared, and that's why I keep doing it. So, um, Rhonda also asked, "What was your career before?" So I guess this podcast answers some of that. Um, when I went back to school, so my son was three, and I was married, and I had the ability to um, get a college degree because of um, my great uncle Archie had left a trust for. Um, all of us in my generation to go to school completely free. And I was the second to the last in the generation and the money was still there and I could go to school completely free. And so I had always wanted to go. I'd gone one year out of high school and done nothing with it. And so I was able to convince my then husband that I could go back to school as long as it didn't impact him. So I didn't know what to do. I needed to go to day classes and I always liked business. So I thought, well, I'll go get a general business degree. So that's what I shot for. But then I quickly learned I really loved accounting. So I switched to accounting. And so four years later, I had an accounting degree. And I loved it because when you major in accounting, you only have to do a little bit of an accounting program before you have enough skills to go and get a pretty decent job as, say, an accounting clerk. Or for me, I went to a temps and I was in a temp during the summer when school was out. Um, and I didn't have classes and then, um, I would, I could temp and I could make decent money and get some experience. And so it was great. So I started working in accounting before I graduated college. And then when I did graduate, I got my first job, uh, working for Cargill in their income taxation department. And I was promptly fired after six weeks because I sucked. Um, and I hated it. I've never admitted actually out loud. That's the first time I've admitted out loud that I was fired. Um, that was the worst day of my life. I had never been bad at anything um, at work before. I've always been like a star employee and really good. And I hated it so much. And they could tell and they were like, this is not working. You are not a good fit. Uh, We think we should part ways. And I was like, thank God, because I hated it. But also, I can't believe I got fired. So I immediately went and um, got a job in cost accounting. And I loved that. So numbers has always been a big part of my brain. My brain is, you know, I'm a little weird and crazy, but there's a part of my brain that loves order. And I love arranging things. I love sorting things. If you sit me in a waiting room and there's a box of like anything colorful or anything that has a category, I'm going to sort it. And if I don't sort it physically, I'm going to be looking at it. And in my brain, I will be sorting it into rows and columns. 
I once saw a coffee table book and I wish I could find it, but it was this big, beautiful coffee table book and you'd open it up and on the left side was a photo of say a parking lot full of cars. And then you turn the page and it was the same photo of the parking lot, but all the cars were lined up by size and color. And it's like the most emotionally soothing image. And then you'd turn the page and see a bowl of alphabet noodle soup. And then the next page, all of the noodle letters would be in alphabetical order lined up, the carrots lined up in a little row. That is what my brain does. It is so soothing. So accounting is team order. It's ticking and tying. It's spreadsheeting. And so it really works well with my brain. What I have found out is that in typical accounting departments, I'm not, I'm not necessarily the norm. Accountants tend to have that brain, but also their personalities tend to be that way as well. So I've always been the accountant who organized parties and the accountant who um, just was a little not vanilla. Like vanilla accountants plus Kristen, who's like orange sherbet with brownies, chocolate sprinkles in a waffle cone dipped in white sprinkles or white frosting and sprinkles. While everyone else is like a scoop of vanilla in a cake cone that's a little stale on the bottom. That's basically the best way I can describe me in a typical accounting department. Now, I've worked with a lot of accountants and I think some of them listen to this, so I'm not saying they're boring. I've, I've worked with a lot of really interesting people, but, but typically that is the way it is. They're great people and I love them all, all the ones I've met. They're good people. But personality-wise, vanilla ice cream in a stale cake cone compared to you know what I just described. So... It's interesting to be leaving accounting and now people are saying, I can't imagine you ever being an accountant. And it's like, well, when I was really backwards and shy and unsure, accounting was safe because I could just go be quiet and be vanilla in the accounting department and just put my numbers in order and nobody talked to me. And when I was really fat, no one looked at me and nobody asked anything of me and I could give good data and answer the questions. And I didn't need to be thin. I didn't need to be acceptable. I just needed to make good spreadsheets. So it really served me for a long time. And now um, I want to get out there in front of as many people as I can so I can say, you can get unstuck. <laughs> and so I don't need to sit behind a spreadsheet. But um, that's a very long answer. I love uh, spreadsheeting. And it's a good thing I know accounting because I'm starting a, um, a business. So um, that's the answer. Uh, Katie Joe, 28, are you planning on staying in Florida or coming back to Minnesota? So I kind of answered that. I am uh, not coming back to Minnesota. I actually don't plan on ever going back to Minnesota for any real reason. I'm going back in May just to then drive down to St. Louis for my um, competition. But, you know, the, my friends have been coming down here to see me. So I don't really miss anyone in Minnesota necessarily because they're all coming to see me. So if you miss me, I would just say, I'm, that's so nice. Come. <laughs> I don't, I, I mean, my son isn't there anymore. My parents are there. I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about that. I'll, I'll go back and see them. I'm sure. I just saw them. They were in Florida. Um, anybody I really love, I can, I can fly them here. I'd rather buy someone a plane ticket and come here than me buy a plane ticket to go to Minnesota. It's just how I feel. Um, I was there for 42 years and, um, I, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't want to. 
I love to travel. I used to think that I love to travel, but I realize now that I'm here in Miami, I love it here so much. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm done traveling. I think I just love traveling because I hated Minnesota because I really just didn't like it there. I, it was fine. The Minnesota motto is, it's not that bad. It's not like I was miserable. But now that I'm not there, I'm like, oh my goodness. I just don't want to go back. I, I'm just, you know, it's like my soul is done there. So it's a lovely place if that's where you want to be. How's that? <laughs> so um, other questions. Johnny B, what do I do if I just have an ab as opposed to abs? Well, <laughs> I get asked a lot about my abs. Today I was walking on the beach path coming back from the Carillon and uh, two different people said to me, oh my gosh, you're in amazing shape. And I was like, I can't believe this is my life. But um, people ask me all the time how to get abs like mine. Like, I want you to train me. I want abs like you. And um, I, have, I have great abs right now because I've been doing all of these things for the competition. And, um, and honestly, it's, it's workouts and it's diet. So if you want abs, it, it all has to come together. You can't be super overweight and have your abs showing because, um, you know, fat covers everything. So if you have extra fat, it covers up the definition between those abs. You have abs, um, Johnny B, you have all the ab muscles under there that, that you should have. But if it just looks like one ab, like one stomach, it's just because there's too much fat between the ab and the skin. You know this. I know you're being silly. I, I see you on Instagram a lot. But um, honestly, if you want to know how to have a six-pack, you have to work your abs, but also, more importantly, you have to eat well. You have to, you know, eat within your calorie range. You need to work on your macros being balanced for lean muscle mass and not storing fat. And over time, you'll lose the fat from between those muscles and you'll be able to see your abs. So, um, yeah, I don't know why people are obsessed with a six pack. I like that I have abs that look that way, but as I've said before, they get me nothing. If there's a discount offered somewhere for having a six pack, please let me know because it doesn't get me anything. I mean, I like looking at it. I always say you should get in shape and love your body for you because that's the only payoff. If you're doing it for someone else, do not do it because that's fickle and they could change their mind the next day and your body has nothing to do with anyone else. So work out for you, look good for you, get fake boobs for you, whatever you want to do, do it for you. Um, another question, I don't know if this is a person I actually know or if it's spam, but um, it just says, how long ago did you get breast implants? Um, I got breast implants in May of 2019 as a part of all of my reconstruction um, surgery. So there's an episode about my plastic surgeries if you're interested in hearing about that. Um, a lot of people don't talk about these things. I talk about everything because why not? Um, I'm not going to pretend like my body looks like this because it bounced back from being 405 pounds. No, it did not. I destroyed my body. I destroyed the skin on my body. And um, I did it because I let myself get to be 400 pounds. So when you lose a lot of weight, your skin does not bounce back everywhere. And so I had a lot of excess skin. So in May of 2019, I had a surgery, three surgeries in one. I had the excess skin removed from my arms, my underarms, um, my thighs, 
And then I had my breasts lifted, repaired, and had an implant put in. So all of that in May of 2019. There's a full episode on it if you want details. I'm not going to recap, but that's when I had it done. And um, I'll just I will just say if you want breast augmentation, run, do not walk, and get it because I love my boobs so much. They're for me. I don't care if anybody else likes them. I don't care about anything except I love them. They make me feel feminine. They make me feel like I never destroyed my body. They've been very redemptive for me. Like I get to live the rest of my life without having the shadow of having destroyed my body. I was able to fix it and then I was able to have it repaired. And now I'm 42 and I get to spend the rest of my life not carrying around the effects of what I did. It's forgiveness. Doing those surgeries was a way that I forgave myself in a tangible way and said, go. It's time to go and live out from the weight and the shadow of what you did. It's over. And so it was powerful. So, and boobs are awesome. (laughs) So that's the answer to that. So the rest of the answers I got are all podcast topic ideas. So I'm going to do them. If you give me a podcast topic idea, um, I'm going to do it within reason. So I might do, you know, a half an episode on it, but I love, love, love getting your comments and your topic. So that's all I have for you. I'm going to wrap this up so that I can ship on time. It's important to me to ship these podcasts on time, but keep your questions coming. I love hearing from you. Keep your feedback coming and we'll be talking to you in another week. That's all I have for you today in this episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for sharing this podcast and these episodes that you love, thank you for sharing them directly with your friends, with your social media. It means the world to me when I see online that you've shared this podcast. The best way for you to share it, honestly, is to send a link directly to somebody that you think would get something out of this podcast. Because saying, hey, I have a podcast for you is great, but sending a link where they just have to click is much more powerful and makes it easier on them. So send them a link. You can do that through iTunes, through Spotify, through Anchor. It's really easy. Also, if you could let me know, I would just love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you learned or what you felt when you were listening to this episode or any of my episodes. You can find me on Instagram. I'm destination underscore begin. Send me a message there or leave a comment. You can also leave a review on iTunes. Leave a five-star review would be so great. Um, And you can also email me, Kristen at destinationbegin.com.